pull it out the coop at the lot. Told him 12 swat, buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit a leaf with the box, had to put the stick in the box. Mm. Pull up the whole damn seal, I'ma get lazy. I got the mojo deals, we been trapping like the 80s. She said it, so got the cash out. Told him why, but no, say slash slash. I won't never sell my soul, and I can back that. What it do, niggas? Welcome to another week, another episode at the Stop at Central and Halsey. Um, it's me, Leah D. And Tay Tay. I'm here. Yes, we're here. Um, we wanted to start off this episode with a moment of silence um, in lieu of everything that's happening in the world. Um, so we just wanted to like respect the space, respect the time. Um, let us know that our thoughts and prayers are with our brothers and sisters in Minneapolis, which is a word I cannot say, which I just realized. Um, in it's okay. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Try saying that multiple times. Um, yeah, uh, so much is going on. If you haven't heard about it, then if you hadn't heard about it, if you're not listening to it, if it's not coming across your timeline, I'm not really sure why you're listening to this podcast because you're not the people that I need in my life. I'm not going to speak for Shantaya, but you are not the people that we need in our life if you are turning the cold shoulder or not understanding what's happening in the world. So we're just going to take a moment of silence. Um, And we're going to start now. Thank you. Oh, okay. So, um, yes. So another we week. took a moment, another week, um, rest in peace. I didn't even say his name before we took the moment of silence, which is important. We didn't say his name and say all victims' names. Um, George Floyd, rest in peace. Like our thoughts and prayers go to his family, his friends, or just like any black people or every black person that's affected by this. Like it's super annoying to continuously see this um it's almost like a weird feeling that like it does hurt but also I have like a sort of numbness to it um which is like completely unhealthy because it almost feels like another one again on top of being quarantined um and coronavirus um but you know here we are we're going to try to push through um as best as we know do we want to talk about like news updates um so we do know that the cop I'm not going to say that motherfucker's name um the cop. Um, no, but I, I am watching CNN as we are recording um, and getting these uh, play-by-plays. But I think the most recent thing is that the cop was arrested. He was um, arrested, yeah. charged yeah. with third-degree manslaughter, correct? Yes, correct. Yes, charged with third-degree manslaughter, which, according to my lawyer friend, shout-out to Amber and shout-out to Brittany, I think... Um, maximum you can get for um, third degree manslaughter is like 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, they also took some of their legal, um, it's not, it's not advice, but legal, what is the word? When, oh, advice. No, that's not the word. What other word are you looking for? It's like counsel, you, count, not counsel, it's like 
if somebody is an expert or proficient in something and they give you information, I mean, I guess it is advice, but it's like a better word for it that I can't um, figure out what the word is, but whatever it is, like she, her theory was that they went for third degree murder um, because like the likelihood of like the case, like him being tried and found guilty is probably going to be much higher if they charge him with like first degree murder, um, like based on like her legal expertise and what she knows about the law. Um, and I'm not an expert, but um, which sounds mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll, so we'll see how it plays out. Very interesting for yeah to see how it pans out. But kudos to the mayor of Minneapolis for like doing their thing. Like it feels different right now, um, and I hope that um, it continues to feel different for the for the positive or like the best outcome. I will say I feel like the reaction from local law enforcement, excuse me, not local law enforcement, but local government, particularly the mayor, um, sounds like they are trying to, like, do this right, this injustice um, as right as possible. So I look forward to seeing how it pans out. I watched a press conference um, earlier. I think it was, like, around 12, um, and it seemed like they were moving in the right direction. Um, So I I think we're literally getting updates by the minute. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think we just got to stay on top of what's happening. Um, but I do feel like I'm in a state of constantly processing. Like I'm always yeah. processing everything, not just the murders, COVID, everything. Like yeah, every, everything. everything is, I'm in a constant state of processing every single day. And I think that's just where I'm at with it. Some days I feel numb, but like just processing. That's like, that's all I got. It's all right time. to take it as it comes. Yeah. So all we okay. Can do, but what you been up to? What have I been up to? So school's been officially been over. The last time we talked, I was like taking my last final. School is officially over, done with, platoon, done. First semester, first year, done. Um, so, of course, when I have more time on my hands, I need to find another hobby because I just don't know how to just not do anything all the way. So, I bought a bike <laughs> because I've been seeing mad people. I bought like a real bike. First of all, who knew bikes were expensive? Bikes are expensive as hell. How much bike. did you pay for your bike? Well, it was a birthday gift because I never told my mom what I wanted for my birthday. Uh-huh. um so I couldn't figure it out and I was like oh I want something and I was like oh what? originally when I was supposed to go to China for business school I was like you could pay to upgrade my flight to like first class or business class oh, um, but then there was no more China so I was like and she was like what do you want what do you want and then I was like you know what I think I want a bike I think I want a bike so I did like a little research I asked like I got like three women that I went to Howard with who are bike riders. And I like, I've been sliding in their DMs, like what bike is that? How do you pick a trail? How do you pick the equipment? So I've been doing like lots of researching, lots of private Pinterest boards. I got a bike, my bike rack came in the mail today um, because I tried to ride the bike when I got it. And that seat mm. is a pain on my badge that I did not want. There's a good badge pain, but that was bad badge pain. That's how I feel um, about like, uh, cycling class. I oh, hate yeah, cycling exactly. class because the seat hurts my butt so much. I can't yeah. get through it. Yeah, so I'm taking it to a bike shop in Linden to get a new seat put on it. And I have to get the um, seat higher because, like, when I was riding it, because my legs are long, I was, like, riding it wide. So I got to get it, like, refixed or, like, re- basically fitted for me. But I'm probably going to do it tomorrow because my bike rack came in because – I have to put a bike rack on my car because I just can't put it in the back seat. But I'm super excited for it. I already planned out, like, my first three rides, where I'm going to ride at, like, what's my goal. So I'm, like, really excited to get into that. And, yeah, that's it. I've been watching TV. I'm, like, 
hooked on a show called The Affair on Showtime. It's off the air, but I started watching it again, and it's a good white people drama. But we'll get more on that later. But that's what I've been up to. What about you? I love it. Um, but can I ask, where's your first ride going to be? Oh, so I'm going to, like, Maplewood, South Orange, and I'm going to do, like, one of those. I'm going to ride in the street. But I didn't want to ride in the street where I am now because um, I feel like because of COVID-19, people have become irresponsible drivers and just speeding because there's nobody on the road and I'm not trying to get hit by a car. I'm not trying to go out like that. So I know in Maplewood and South Orange, they, those suburban people are serious about their speed limits. And it's just like a bike, a more bike-friendly town. Like and people share the road with bikers. So like I also want to go in a Lee effect. I love riding around like suburban affluent well it depends on where you go in maybe with a south orange but in like suburban areas with these nice houses and just like people watch and i'm not people watch but like ride past the houses and just look at the houses because i'm still playing a sim so i still get ideas on the houses that i want to build so like i want to go someplace where there is like good scenery i can stop have a picnic i'm not having a picnic but i did read i need to bring mad snacks to replace the calories that i will burn in water and just like take cool pictures and stop for 15 minutes and relax and catch the scenery. So that's where I'm going. Maplewood. And then there's a bike trail in a Palisades that I think is like 25 miles. I have to like build myself up there. So like I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to let that be a goal. Um, but I want, I got to like test it out to see like, is it hard for me to ride 15 miles? Can I ride five miles? So I just need to like do all this stuff. But I got apps and all that. So I'm super excited about it. Here for it. Um, I heard Palisades has really nice trails. And I do. I've always wanted to go there. I said, since summer break is coming and I won't be doing much, I might as well do some trails. I'll um, go but, with you. I do it yeah. with Marte all the time. Me and Marte do Palisades all the time. Oh, yeah. I've always okay. wanted to go. I'll go next time. Let me know. Um, but for last time I went bike riding was in Chicago. We went, I think, two summers ago when we went, we biked uh, around Lake Michigan. It was awesome. Oh, beautiful. Sounds fun. Um, what have I been up to? Um, school is over in two weeks, June twelfth. Um, I hosted. They've been doing. I told. I think the last podcast we recorded, I was talking about they've been hosting wellness sessions for like the network. Um, and I did one last. I think last Tuesday. Um, called Rhythms and Wellness. Um, and as a staff on Zoom, I curated a playlist with everyone. So I had categories. Um, and then everyone dropped their songs in the chat. And then afterwards, I created a Zoom, not a Zoom, Jesus, a Spotify playlist um, to go out to the whole staff. So this rhythms and wellness idea I've had like in my phone probably for like two years or so. And I've been playing around with it. I'm doing it with the social work staff. So I'm kind of like figuring it out. Um, I do that. But it was really fun. I got good feedback. Um, I'm like really into making playlists right now. Um, and that's it. And then I have an event or I'm a guest on one of my friends from Kane, um, is been hosting this thing called Innovatives of Color is a free Zoom event, um, where he has different innovators from different industries, entrepreneurship. Last night, um, there were some artists on there, um, just different calls, um, to keep people engaged. So next Thursday at seven o'clock, um, the flyers on my Instagram, but I will be doing virtual vibes and jams. So I have a list of vinyl that I need to pull and dig out this week of my favorite things. And I'll just be talking about music and playing some of my records um, on a call and then engaging with the folks that join. So I'm excited about that. That sounds fun. What's your, what's your favorite playlist that you have right now? What's like your 
favorite playlist that you have in your Oh, my, my favorite playlist that yes. my, my Love is a Message playlist that oh, yeah. last week, I, last week I was scrolling through somebody's Instagram and I was like, oh, that's my playlist. Like, you know how people put in their stories? And I was like, oh, that's my playlist on Spotify. Um, and I've just gotten into Spotify. Uh, no shade to people that have Androids, but I have been making playlists. That Love is the Message playlist has been my go-to in my phone. I made a different version of it for your sister's cookout a while ago. Um, oh, I still yeah. have that on my phone. Yeah, it's a different, um, but this one, the playlist is like 14 hours of house music. It's very long. Like it can, it's a very long playlist, but it's my go-to. But I've had to move to start making my playlist on Spotify as well. Um, Cause people will be like, oh, I don't have app, iTunes, all this other stuff. I'd be like, fine. Right. Um, but, all right. but my love is the message is my playlist and it's probably going to carry me through the summer because I cannot go to any house music festivals. What am I going to? I saw you post that they had virtual ones, like when your one in Chicago is virtual. So they've been, Danielle's aunt, oh, what started us to go to Chicago, she started this house club tour that like literally school buses riding around Chicago and hopping to different clubs, listening to house music. And like, I have no idea what, how, if, if you know me, how am I going to go through the summer without house music festivals? Like that so is like. You got 14 hours of playlist to listen to. So I, like, I'm just going to make, I mean, I have some things that I like want to do. I honestly thinking about hosting um, a series and interviewing record collectors. Um, on Instagram, um, that is my thoughts right now since mm -hmm. I won't be working. But I'm really going to miss house this summer, and I'm really sad about that because mm. that's usually what I do the entire summer. Like, I don't, if I'm in Jersey, Chicago, wherever, I am in a record store or a house in somebody's park. Yeah. So that's it. But, you know, school, I'm sad about school being over. It's really? Weird. You know, because I I feel opposite because I'm like, I'm not going to do anything for the summer. Like, usually I'm like, I got all you these can't summer plans. I don't got all these summer plans, and now school is ending. I'm also really concerned about the kids for the summer. That's truly my thoughts, um, is that I don't, like, they're going to survive, but it's going to be very tough. And I do know that when, I ret when school returns in the fall, whether we are in the building or online, it is going to be my most challenging school year as a social worker. Like sure. we, we going to have some work cut out for us and some true work to do. And it's like wellness, mental health piece for us being in this, this state for so long. Like the kids are already struggling and I've been having like a couple phone calls, like with the rising seniors and the juniors. And it's like, but what are we going to do for the summer? School has been the most consistent thing in COVID for kids since March. School is ending. Not all programs are going virtual. Yeah. And, like, I, I am truly, genuinely just worried about the kids going into the summer in a way that I haven't been before. So, interesting you bring that up, because I had, before this call, I had, like, a catch-up Zoom call with my basketball team. So, those of you who don't know, I'm a basketball, like, a girls basketball coach at a high school. And um, we, we have a group me, and I, like, check in with them. Mostly it's my assistant coach who's a teacher at the school that I coach at, like, where's y'all homework? Are y'all turning things in? But I do have, like, a couple of girls that, like, I am just, like, concerned about because of, like, their home life. Or I have been concerned about, like, I don't think anybody's, like, in danger, but, like, I worry, like, oh, you know, school is a big, like, a, an escape for them, a lot of them, because a lot of them have, like, home responsibilities that they shouldn't have. So a lot of them are, like, you know, doing things for their parents and raising their younger siblings. And today, when I had the call, the two that I was, like, most concerned about, I really wanted to make sure they got in the call, and they were on the call, 
Um, and they were doing fine. Like I, it was like a, a, like a relief. Like, I don't think it's easy for them, but I think them like having each other and they're really close, like friends, um, they were with each other. I'm not, they're not obeying any social distancing rules. Um, but I was fine with them like being around each other because they seemed like they were happy. And I think that took, that took a weight off my shoulder that I didn't even know I had when I saw them just sort of just like living and being regular like because to be young is great so like you know when you're young I think you feel invincible or just like it can't happen to me and like I think they are living that but in return I think that that's like feeding them and fueling them so like they're on top of each other they're going to the corner store (laughs) they're like going to McDonald's and I'm just like y'all got a mask they like sometimes I wear sometimes I don't the mask hot (laughs) or like I don't like that mask or so I'm just like you know what I mean, I hope you don't have COVID. I hope you don't get it. But, like, also, I am, like, I appreciate y'all just, like, being happy and being in the house and being on Instagram and doing whatever um, yeah. teenagers do. And um, for, some, for some kids, they are, is like, thriving in the Instagram and social media world. And there are other kids that I know have no interest in that stuff and kind of, mm-hmm. like, was isolated before school, before COVID. And, like, what do they do now not having this space to go anywhere for another three months? Yeah, like, what happens to kids who don't have a lot of friends? So like, I mean, this is this I'm, is that's what I get the real about. conversation. I can think of like a few students in the last couple of weeks that have popped up on my radar, and like I was worried about them. Then I started getting emails and having conversation, and like I'm just not motivated, you know, to do anything. Or like, what happens when school is over? Um, I think we're going to still have a touch point with the kids. We've been sending out weekly updates, but I think we're going to send like an update every week with some like Mm -hmm. resources or things as we get them to have a touch point. Because if we return online, which is highly likely, the engagement to pull kids back in is going to be a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just trying to equip myself with as many things as possible. I just signed up for a webinar um, this morning on teaching staff about trauma. I did I did a workshop a couple of weeks ago on like leading with empathy. So I'm just and it was and it was great. Like it is a topic that I really struggle with. Like how do you teach people to be empathetic? Like grown people, it is something that I truly struggle with as a staff member. I just don't understand it. And then I had to sit back and you know pull and be like, okay, like some people, it's not as easy as for some people to be like, oh, maybe I should be a little flexible. Don't you want to be like, who raised y'all? sometimes to your adult class like to your adult co-workers like why why do y'all why are y'all acting like this like they're yeah. not kids like it's like did I, you forget you were a teenager 10 15 years ago some of y'all maybe a couple of years ago that's fresh yeah. out of college but you know yeah. i always say you know the folks that are fresh out of college like like they, they are a different breed they're like, teenagers they y'all y'all are a different breed like when i was 23 and first right out like some things i just was not doing professionally but you know i beg to differ anyway yes. um moving along you know norca has been a little busy for the last couple weeks since we recorded mm-hmm. um so the first thing has been going down is the Nork woman day of wellness which was um thursday um by alicia glover she um hosted it um, it was all on Zoom. It was a whole day. And somehow, even with Zoom meetings on work, I had it on mute sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was able to attend the whole day. And it really was just excellent. Like, it just was really good information. Um, I'm pulling up the sessions. There was a boss-up session. There was meditation. There was a praise break. 
um, with some pastors and leaders around Newark. Um, Pause. What? Can we, when we are naming sessions, Black people, and I'm talking to like the Black aunties, I'm gonna give them stop using phrases like boss up because that and that automatically turned me off from the wellness day because I was like, no. Cause these are gonna be like forty something, fifty something year old women in Kojic skirts. First of all, I picture, no. I picture like a women's day no. from the church. So when I saw that, I was like, only for the praise break part, you can get that. So the first no, session, the praise called, break, I was fine with. The praise break, I was like, I know what a pray, like I know what they meant by praise break. I got yeah. you know, like I figured. It was prayer but, time. Like, boss up, boss up. Bossing. It was boss actually called bossing up, managing money, business, life, doing. No. You don't have to see. This is my issue with niggas. <laughs> oh boy, Lily, why you always got? I be in these. I be really into these things, and he. You, you, and you are better than me. You probably so if there. I, I, I was I really tuned in yesterday. I believe you. I was, I believe I was you. really in my whole self. Did you, you know, have I, on your white I, suit, which I did it. I was fasting. This church week, candy. So that really, you know, I didn't have my church. Actually, maybe I've been having halls this week, so maybe I brought the halls to wellness day. But you know, this this is what I'm gonna say. Can I give you the rest of the session? Yes. Okay, I'm going to hold it. Okay, go ahead. So look, being present, morning mindfulness and meditation, safe space, keeping your house and body safe during COVID-19, bossing up, praise break, uh, protect your net worth, and don't say nothing. Just let me say this one. Womb wellness. Guidance on creating peace within the tips, increasing personal wellness, starting with your womb. The new normal, a girl talk about relationships, social media, and parenting. And then it was happy hour with our girl, um, Desiree, who we interviewed before. Um, Desiree always keeps us connected. That's how I found out about it. Um, and it was that. But womb wellness was really, because stop it. Stop it. Don't make this face. I'm ready. Don't come at it. It was talking about, you know, keeping your vagina straight. That's all she was talking about. Yoni scenes. I knew y'all was. I, niggas and, love. And the herbs, niggas love Yoni. And, and, Chris, and um, the and herbs and the crystals. You put crystals. Who put crystals in their cat? I'm not doing that. And that just brought me up to something else. Let she bought. Uh, she bought. She um had the uh, which crystal was it? I forgot which one it is. I can't keep up. I don't really know much. Don't quote me, y'all. I don't know much about this. I just like to be informed what people are into. Um, but she was talking about people putting the the uh, the stone, the crystal, you know, up your JJ for you know cleansing. I really have always wanted to try a, a yoni steam. I will say that I haven't yet, but I've been interested in it. This I would try a yoni steam because you got to okay. keep your JJ, you know, fresh. But it was called yeah. womb wellness. You gotta keep. You gotta. You know your womb got it repaired. One day we gonna give birth. So I want. Do you know cool. how many regular hood rat girls or just like crackheads, fiends, alcoholics who who what? barely put some water on and have babies every day all the time? So like I find I find it very interesting. Okay, let me just back up. Yeah, back up. Go ahead. So I'm fine with all the titles except boss up. And the what was the second to last one you read before womb? Before uh protecting your, your network. network. Right. So here's the thing that I have with you, Vegas. Y'all don't have to coon titles up to get people to be interested. So mm. I think it's a disservice to into to like some intellectual. So like mm. you don't have to you didn't have to what was that what came after the boss up part of the of the title? Uh, bossing up, managing money, business, and life during uncertainty. 
the title literally could have been managing money and blah 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 on boss up what as some because people like because they think i get what you're saying like people think you have to put these titles on it to get people engaged but if you just flat out say what it is what we get into people will show up thank you that's all because it's the same thing it I, actually I annoys you. me it annoys me in our field education i see this all like this is the, one of the things like the biggest pet peeves that annoys me about educating black students particularly in like ed reform spaces is that in order for black kids to learn or kids of color to learn it has to be a song and pony show to get them to learn so like i remember when um what was that song that everybody old town road came out there was like this lady or teacher who made a remix to Old Town Road to get kids to be prepared for a standardized test. And it's like all the time. That happens all on the time. One, on one hand, we want people from other races or whatever to like take us seriously and want us to be seen as equals and want same opportunities. But like if you go to public school number nine in any suburban place, they not teaching little Jim and Margaret how to do multiplication tables and study for SATs and ATCs with, with a song and a pony show dance show. It's like you sit, sit in the classroom and you learn. Because that's not when you go to work. When you at work and you learn something that they're doing, clap your hands and move to the Ain't slide nobody to the left. singing to me about nothing. Fly to the right. When you go to college, are they, are they, making, are they making noises? It's, it's like you right. don't need all, like we don't. The fluff. The, the fluff you don't need the fluff just say what it is and people need to come like if you gotta if you gotta do a song and a dance the pony show to get people to just come then maybe your message isn't that strong or your brand isn't that strong or it's not that or it's not interesting like yeah point but the, period. the attention but the attention of the space was needed it was needed i agree it was I'm needed. not putting crystals in my vagina and i don't know where y'all got that from like what made y'all want to do that i don't show me it because y'all look niggas love the bible a lot so show me where they did that in the bible and which ancestors y'all spoke to who was harriet tubman putting crystals in her cat do you know about uh queen of four queen of who look what after we record and we'll save it we'll return to this next look up queen of four and then we're going to continue we're going because you got i need you to like look research her she's really into like woman's wellness um and healing and things like that and a lot of that is where people not everyone but some people love it I they're, gra- they're love grounding it. where i love like essential oils and my sage all stuff i'm not into the crystal thing i don't know if some i ever y'all. will be into yeah, I'm not holding no crystal. That's I, I get it i mean to each his own um, whatever keeps you grounded i i also am not putting um crystals crystal in my in my vagina that's not happening but I'm all about my, you know, is staying healthy and clean. But I am not putting crystal up there. I just also, but people are into it. People, you know, people are into it. That's fine. Be into like, I'm also should just be minding my business and like real life. <laughs> it don't really have nothing to do with me and like what you eat don't make me shit. But my other question is like, where is the Men's Day Wellness Program? Because that's another beef that I have. Well, North where does have so North has a men's meeting like once a month. I don't know if they've had a day like this, but Nork does have at under Raj Raka. They have a men's meeting. I don't know if they out of that space mm-hmm. they have something like this, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I don't. It know. is necessary because not. y'all not going to tell women that we gotta do all this <laughs> and do all that and put crystals here and protect the world and save the world. Like, are, some niggas don't even know how to wipe their ass. Are you, 
like we, we gotta to hold accountable yes, too. we gotta talk we also just if we're having the conversation about how to protect our like mind and like body over coronavirus or being in quarantine we also need to put it back on our men about how not to um provide spaces in which women can't like be safe Period. i agree the men need it too as much there's so many spaces for women yeah um, women have so stuff. much so many things and men is starting to pop up um and i think i've seen there's more men of color in the field of social work and counseling mm-hmm. and therapy so i think there is a rise coming and especially with everything is going on um for men's a space for men yes so, this provides a space for men do some title nine stuff what we got they should have and vice versa it shouldn't be it like to get better should not always be put up on the women like all the self-improvement should not always be geared towards women in this sort of space that's all i'm saying but yeah. y'all can keep the well, crystals for yourself yeah well speaking of i think this this other space was for men and women you know but not before, me. before see you ain't even let me intro it goodness so listen to y'all last weekend last saturday um deaf poetry jam returned with produced by newark symphony hall along with russell simmons and his brother um i my mom used to be heavy in the newark poetry scene when i was like in middle school like my mother during the week i'd be home my mother used to be out at the little spaces so i am very familiar with a lot of the poets and like the newark poets and that's why i was really into it um but they hosted it on twitch tv Deaf Poetry Jam, there was some celebrities, Michael Jamal Warner, our girl Jill Scott was there. Um, she did not come on. The event probably was about three hours. My Me and my mother was texting. Y'all back watching and, that forth, and I was like, Jill gonna be the, she was the third to last person. And she, Jill showed up and was like, I'm Jill Scott, a poet. It wasn't even like Jill Scott the singer. It was just, mm-hmm. I love Jill, but it was excellent. If you know the poet Sonny Patterson, um, she is great. She always shows up on stage with like one of her kids wrapped around her neck. I was really excited to see Sunny. Malcolm Jamal Warner um, was also great. Um, so two poets from the uh, the last poets was there. Um, it was just a really nice space. Jasmine Manns from Newark um, that went to Arts High was also in there. She has a poem that she did about Whitney Houston that is like one of my favorites. There was another. Yeah, it's a great poem about uh, Whitney and just like her struggle um, and us not really seeing her. Um, and then it was another poet, I cannot remember her name, but she did a poem by Phyllis Hyman. Um, and if you know Phyllis Hyman, rest in peace, queen. Back from like the 70s um, and around the era right when Whitney popped up, but Phyllis, uh, you know, took her life um, during the time. So it was a poem about, you know, also like how did Phyllis see herself in with mental health and stuff but it was a great space before Aaliyah reigns on my parade because I was really into it Aaliyah does dislikes poetry like has Eight. a hard dislike but when Eight. I tell y'all I was in my apartment like at my computer like while I'm recording now in it I had my speakers loud speakers on it, it was everything Jill Scott was great Aaliyah I'm sure she was did, I don't you, see my, shit, did you see my insta stories no well, oh. no, I, I saw that you were watching it on um, on Facebook, but when I saw it, I was like, you know, one, the Norker in me is like, that was a great move and a Thank great you. plan. Roz Baraka, the poet who like, yes, can't stand you. his poetry either, don't want to hear that. Um, right. But like, I get why it's, I get like, that was like, that seemed like the most organic fundraiser. 
I have seen a politician do. Like that made sense. That was like, he is a poet. Yes. He comes, his father is the great Amiri Baraka, who is also a poet. He's like a son of Nork, depending, like he's a son of Nork, right? So that made, that's like, you know what? My, my city's in trouble. They need help. They need support. It we also, excellent. it's a space where it's a lot of poets. There are strong connections to Nork. Like I get why that was happening. But y'all can keep poetry. Y'all can keep it. It's it's just not good to me. Like it's it's first of all, it's okay. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Y'all, it's and I get it. It's I understand the arts. I love the arts. So I know it's a performance piece. But poets do too fucking much, all the time, all the time. And then I will also say like, and I understand we are hurting, because because of what's happening to our black brothers. But nothing annoys me most or grinds my gears more is when I see people pasting Maya Angelou quotes. <laughs> And poems with our slain brothers' pictures. I just think like it like all poetry sounds like cat in the hat to me. A rock, oh. a tree, redfish, bluefish. One the best poem I ever heard was on Menace. Don't be a menace when that guy stop, was in the, stop. Um, no. that guy was in jail. Nope. Was like, <clears throat> no, no, I remember. <laughs> Redfish, bluefish, one fish, two yep. fish. Paddywhack, give a dog a bone. <laughs> Something, something, smelling fine. Oops, no, my bacon smelling fine. Oops, I'm out of time. That why? was the best poem I've ever heard. Well, why are you like this? I don't, I can't stand, because like, I think people like poetry, and this is like me being facetious, so like, whatever. I think people like poetry because it's the cool thing to do. Like, y'all nigga, y'all want to be like, head wrapped, lock having, oil smelling, <laughs> natural deodorant wearing, crowns and Yakuchi um, people just like saying words like, I remember when I first started at my job, we went, they had something called summer experience and it was basically like um, enrichment programs for um, like students. But um, we had like folks who wanted to be teachers essentially teach summer school over the summer. And we would go to observe basically the people that we recruited to see how they were doing. And when we got there, of course, like the kids wanted to like show us, showcase like what they had did all summer. And I had to judge a poetry contest. <laughs> and I was just, and I was just like, they were like, you know, rated. And I was like, I don't think none of these are good. <laughs> I don't care if they're in third grade and fourth. Like, I, like poetry just does not, it does not move me. It does not. I've heard Jill Scott's poetry. I've read. Po- I've like read poetry with no expression. I'm like, oh, maybe I just don't like the, the glitz and glamour that comes with it, or the performance part that comes with it. Even when I just read it by itself, I'm just like, this does not move me. This is like, that's fine. It's this- fine. I am not a person that like writes poetry. I'm not like that's not my thing. I just like to hear it. Um, but I thought it was like you said. It was a great fundraiser for the city. Um, the director of Symphony Hall, um, the new director, a black. I like woman. her. She's been doing excellent. She's been doing mad stuff with it. She's yeah. been doing excellent work. Shout out to our girl, um, Kiki, um, mm-hmm. who got a chance to have um, write a piece on Essence.com um, that dropped a couple hours before the event. They got to shout out North and Roz and Jill Scott um, and the director at Symphony Hall. So I thought that was really great, um, and I think it was a lot of viewers, and it was just a good space. It was just. It was a good thing to be at the computer because I'm proud to sit at the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I can play it in my in the background and have to sit the whole time. But I truly I'm enjoying it just to see some old school poets that I used to watch with my mother. Truly, because mm-hmm. um, we were on Facetime and texting in and out. There were some poems my mother texted me at one point. One guy said a poem. She texted me and said, "What?" 
<laughs> that's literally how your mother feels after that is how I feel about everyone. I'm like, what? This text me said, what? So I called her on FaceTime. She was I was saying, what was he talking about? And I said, okay, I feel you. You know, sometimes not everything connects to you. And that's fine. Same me too. There's some people that, you know, I really like. There was a poem, not a poem, a poet that I really enjoyed that's from Newark. He's at a, he's based at a Cali now, but he wasn't on there. I was hoping to see him. His name is Salam AC. Um, that my mom, I've seen him live when Newark used to have uh, the Dodge Poetry Festival at mm-hmm. Impact. Um, I got to see him a couple times live. So it was just, it was a good space, a good quarantine thing to enjoy. Um, glad they was able to bring, you know, deaf poetry back in the, the artists, young, new, um, and older ones too. So I we just had a, um, one of my co, we had a, like a moment of silence and an abbreviated um, team meeting today. And one of my coworkers asked, could he read a poem at the end? And mm-hmm. I turned off my video. Did you give him a chance? Did you give him a chance to I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't like I just like I I don't want to hear fine. it. I don't want to hear it. I just was like, no, I'm just you close wait, did you just turn your screen on? You turned your close your laptop? I turned, no, I turned my video off. Once he because uh-huh. he had asked after she was like, We're gonna do a moment of silence, and he was like, um, I just wanted to uh know if I it's all right. I wrote something like in my mind like while we were doing the moment of silence and I would like to share it and I was like the only thing worse than poetry that has been written and practiced <laughs> is poetry off the top of the head and I was like no fucking thank you and as soon as he started I was like video camera off and took two and I was like I'm not doing this shit See, no. in my mind this reminds me of like when we were in school and I would have to keep myself from laughing at your ass thank god we don't work together because if I would have noticed you did that I would have had to mute myself and edit I, because I had a fucking attitude. Exactly. I literally was like, yep. let me tell y'all something. If God forbid somebody takes me in a way that I wasn't supposed to be taken, we would not let anybody do read no motherfucking poems. I got do you. not read. I'm hunting nope. everybody. I'm hunting everybody. I would you, be sure. your kids, your grandkids, your whole lineage is hunted. Do not read Damn. no fucking poetry. Do not read no poetry. I don't. If you got a poem about <laughs> me, you better keep that shit on your heart. I don't want it. I don't want it. No one's gonna read any poetry. At they this. better. I promise you. I'm. I'm gonna write it. In my, you know. I'm gonna write it in my will because if I because write it in my will and it's law, and if somebody violates them, I can have them arrested and my state will sue them. So let me ask you. What, what if one of your your players, you know, wanted to pay tribute to you and they know I don't fucking like poetry and I will <laughs> hunt them too. Their family will get it too. I just want to play devil's advocate because you know the kids. You they never. I'm sure you have impacted them. Somebody might want to spit some poetry, but let them keep I'm it to themselves. Realist. I got my it. Kids, I know. My kids know. be like, "Can I read you a story that I wrote?" And I was like, "Is it good?" Because if it's good, I don't want to. If it's not good, I don't want to hear it. They, they like. I'm like, it's not good. But moving on. That's Terrible. real feedback. That's real feedback. I mean, yeah. So you know, keep. We have been entertained um, in this quarantine. Um, the next thing that went down. There's been two verses. Since we last recorded. And there's a new versus coming up. And there's a new versus coming up that I've been waiting for, that I've been seeing people request. But I didn't, I'm not going to say a lie. The last one with the uh, reggae one with Benny Man and uh, Bounty Killer, I was watching Deaf Poetry Jam. People were texting me. I was like, I, I wasn't am. watching that shit. I don't want to hear that bullshit either. <laughs> I was in Poetry Land. And like, I'm not going to lie, I'm not the huge reggae fan. Me I can deal with it when I'm out. But I am not a huge reggae fan at all. I appreciate yeah. I appreciate the greatness that it was that people said all the of that. Music. I appreciate the live show. music. But I was watching waiting for Jill Scott on the 4G and I did not watch any of it. I was watching the affair. 
I was watching okay. the affair. I don't I don't have nothing to say about that versus um Ludacris and Nelly. Did we get oh no, we talked about that one. Oh, one twelve and jagged it. Did we talk about Ludacris and Nelly? I don't know. Also one I didn't fully watch, but one Nelly still looks good. That's the best I that's the best I can bring you back is that Nelly still looks good. Ludacris is still corny. That's all we need to say about that. One twelve and jagged edge. Can we? Can I? Act, why? Keith Sweat. What's your whining ass? I have always thought forever that Keith Sweat was a whining. I wanna tease you. There we go. He's a whiner. I he wanna tease up. you. Maybe he why? thought he needed to be the third, replace the other two members of One Twelve that were missing. Why wasn't the rest of One Twelve there? Someone told me that, and don't quote me, y'all, but um, that they're in some like legal issues. Then don't have Every, it. in regards to to the group. So they have they have not been showing up to appearances. So there's a Twitter clip of Keith Sweat has some show or whatever. One Twelve was performing, and it was just the two of them, and they were backup dancers, backup dancers with One Twelve. And the you know you hit a low when you're doing backup dancers for One Twelve in 2020. And that way, and Diddy should have tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Sit down." But who knows? Diddy might be the issue why they ain't legal. Uh, legal. I don't know. You know how Diddy that, is with that money. You know, yeah, you know how that is. So I'm just saying, uh, Jagged Edge, I I honestly would prefer to see Drew Hill in one of these things. I'm not a huge fan of either one of the groups. I like I like them. I don't love them. I want to see Jill, uh, Drew Hill. I want to see the Drew Hill bounce. You know the Drew mm-hmm. Hill bounce? Tell me yes. mm-hmm. what you want. Yeah, I want to mm-hmm. see that. Um, so I don't know. I just, but I was underwhelmed by both. I mean, I was underwhelmed both of them. Like, I think if I was a person into reggae, I would have loved the uh, Beanie Man and Bounty Killer one. And all my friends that are into reggae, like, seem to love it. They danced, they burned a lot of calories. I appreciate the gifts that came from Benny Man. Benny Man got a pot belly. I also thought Benny Man was in prison. I was like, Benny, I did. Can you fact check that for, the, for us, uh, producer Rhea? Did Benny Man just got out, get out of prison? I thought he was in jail at one point. Cause I was like, how this nigga doing a verses from prison? But I don't know much about. Apparently, I didn't know he had that much music. Yeah. Oh no, no. I knew Benny Man had a catalog. Oh, for sure. Like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't. Like, I honestly catalog. don't pay attention, which is bad because I like really love music, but I'm really not into reggae, which is cool. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciate mm-hmm. it when I'm out, but. I can't yeah, like I- if I'm out of the party, I'll love it. It'll hit right, but I'm like, I'm not putting on. I'm not. I don't have no reggae playlist. No, <clears throat> I don't have no reggae playlist. No reggae. But I have Benny Man songs. I have Benny Man songs in my library for sure, like the mm-hmm. the like hits. But um, not doing all that. Um, but the next versus battle for all you church lovers. Yes. Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will be there for the comments because you know I don't like gospel music. And I feel this, I feel like I'm super negative this, uh, this episode. No, but I, can like you also, I know. Can you, you don't like, uh, I'm like new gospel music. I like Negro yeah. spirituals. I like, like, like Negro spirituals. I like Negro spirituals and like super early, early. Like organ, um, you like the organ part. I like the organ. Or I'll take like Kurt Franklin, like his eyes is on the sparrow. And like now behold a lamb and like silver and gold. But like, silver and gold is a classic. Yeah, but like, and I could tolerate Kurt Franklin. I could tolerate like his music because he's super mainstream, and like Fred Hammond too. But I'm just like, I'm just gonna be there for like the coaches yeah, people. So it's called like, standing out. Um, it's called uh, a night of healing, featuring T D Jakes. Here y'all go, a night of healing. Here y'all go with these titles. I think, but so I'm trying to figure out on Instagram 
how they gonna do the three of them if T.D. Jakes is supposed to be on. Maybe T.D. Jakes is gonna open with prayer. Maybe that's what's gonna happen. Maybe I think it's- I'm just setting it up in my mind. T.D. Jakes is gonna open with prayer and then they gonna go on and do the night of healing. They both have a significant amount of catalog of music. This mm-hmm. is not the first gospel one. The first one was Marvin, uh, not Marvin Sapp, Jesus, Hezekiah Walker. Um, and why well, I can't think of his name. It was just John P. Key. Jesus is real. I, listen, John P. Oh, Key, I was there no. for John P. Key. So, yep, that, that was it. So I'm here for it. Um, I mean, I think it's needed now, especially not a healing, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's not, it was not Benny Man in jail. It was Buju Bonton, who I know who that was too. It was not Benny Man, so sorry. Sorry, Benny. Free Benny. Continue to stay free, Benny. <laughs> With disrespect. Um, yeah, so I'm that comes on when now is it is it since it's a gospel versus is they gonna they gonna put it on Sunday or they still gonna keep it Saturday night? Like it's usually been. I think it's Sunday, but the last one was on Monday night, wasn't it? Wasn't it on Monday? See, also, and I'm not doing verses um on a holiday either. Like what I mean, I guess they was like, where else y'all got to be? I'm pretty um, sure that last one from Monday was um I mean, where one twelve was on Monday, I don't think it was on Sunday night. Oh, it is on Sunday at five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh yeah, so they put it on this. They put it on. I might put that on for Joe. The healing. Oh, see, I was right. Opening words by Bishop T.J. Jakes. He's doing the opening words. It's going to be a prayer, and we all need it. Okay. Yes, we do. Um. I'm trying to see. Do we have um? Do we have the strength and capacity to talk about uh, Central Park Karen? I mean, sure. I mean, if yeah, we could. Let's let's get into it. I think somebody uh, there was a me a meme that preceded me that essentially said what I like had what I had thought to myself and what I had expressed to people that I like talked about it with is essentially like when that lady said. I am going to call the police and tell them that there is an African-American man harassing me, that she, her underlining tone was, I want them to put their knee on your neck so you can't breathe, so you can die. <laughs> I think like, and that's what I got from that. Like white people or people in general who call the cops on black people and like use the words or like the way they threaten it is like, first of all, if you're gonna call the cops, you don't got to announce you're going to call the cops. Because if I'm a no. real nigga, I'm going to do what I'm going to do regardless. But you threatening me to call the cops is basically like, look here, I don't want to have to kill you, but I will have to kill you. Like, it's mm-hmm. the, like, privilege, the audacity, that poor dog. Like, she, and you know white people love animals. She was so, her hatred or her need to like floss her power was so strong that she forgot about her poor precious dog that she loved so fucking much. Yeah, because she and was like, strangling the dog. She almost ki- she almost killed the damn dog. Yeah, and that- what gets me is had if the roles were reversed and that man was out there with his dog, she would have kindly took her lily white ass up to him and would have been like, "You need to put your dog on a leash." Mm-hmm. But again, because she's a Karen. She had to do what Karen do. Again, like, and I've seen this said multiple ways, like multiple times too. It's like white women 
really need to get their shit together. They continuously let us down over and over again. They let us down in voting. <laughs> Word. They let us down in just in social ways. And they've been doing this since thing. We could take it back to Tulsa. We could take it back to Rosewood. Just like falsely like weaponizing black people, specifically black men, to get them out of whatever bullshit they got themselves out of. And then want sympathy. I'm happy she lost her job. I was just about to say that. She lost her I'm job. even more happy she lost her dog. Yeah, I heard that today. That they came and got that dog people, quick. Yeah, the, the dog was adopted. She had just got the dog, and they came mm-hmm. back and took the dog back. Like, good for her. She lost everything. That's what she deserved. She like, started crying just, so quick. I, that her Seeing her cry that quick or fake cry that quick when she couldn't get her way was just like, I literally wanted to go not even and this is gonna i don't mean this to sound bad so like i even watched the video of the the um I, lord forgive me for forgetting his name floyd. um floyd getting like like him literally getting murdered on camera but my reaction was more i had like a more aggressive reaction to central park karen than i did this one because i guess it was just like she his power the cop's power was like sheer physical it was just like physical right hers was like you intellectually sabot- tried to sabotage and kill somebody because it's like you knew like you knew exactly what you were doing when you the, the fact that she said it's different from being like one i'm gonna call the cops is one thing but then like being like i'm gonna call the cops and tell them there's an african-american man harassing me which is simply what yeah like, it was very intentional you could die she knew, she knew she was doing she knew like, she was she doing all like that because if you was gonna call the cops you just would have just called them like you yeah. knew what she was doing is like she was very intentional in the words that she used, even just in watching the video. And it's just like you was it was the setup. Yeah, and I Again. appreciate that man for being like, please call the cops. Call them. Please call the cops. Um, of course New York City cops didn't get there on time. So, you know, that I mean, you know, that is what it is. But, but she she got what she deserved. Like she, she got, lost everything. she lost her job. She was getting death threats. I mean, I am hearing like the guy what's the man's name? Um who um recorded the video but like apparently people were talking about him on social media like going like on an apology tour i mean he said he like i don't think he said he forgives her but he like for sure condemned the people um made life threat like made threats on that woman's life um and while like i don't wish death on anybody at a certain point our oppressors need to start feeling what we feel and it's time to like for black people to stop Um, embracing the Christian way because we have been Uh, doing the Christian thing and forgiving and trying to be better and they literally still have their knees on our necks and it's not working mm -hmm. so I think we need to look at other things Christopher Cooper is his name sorry yes Christopher Cooper who recorded I'm watching CNN in the background so they just said there was an autopsy Christian Christian Cooper sorry uh no physical findings supporting that he died from uh being strangled supposedly that's why i just seen on cnn so you know this is this is the nonsense this is why i don't watch the news i'm just like okay yeah Yeah. y'all have convicted people of less yep (laughs) y'all have got people for less yep i've gotten innocent people mm -hmm. for less but this yeah this is the most i watch the news i think all this week because so much has happened today, I was like, oh, let me turn on CNN because everything was breaking. But, like, it's just frustrating. Like, I, to wake up every day in this constant 
all this stuff continuously repeating and repeating itself. It's just like, when is it going to stop? And then the man in the White House is just even more ridiculous. And I genuinely, like, y'all have to get out and vote. Like, it is so ironic to me that this is an election year. It's so important. Like you said, you know, the white, you know, the white women have let us down and vote. Like, we have to vote. If we have to go through another four years with this nonsense, I don't know what the world's going to look like. Like, I just generally don't know what state we're going to be in. And, like, if you know somebody that's not registered, if you know anybody that's turning 18 before the election, make sure they register. Shout like, out to Ms. Taylor who gave us um, voter registration forms when we turn 18. Yeah, that's the campaign we got on with our kids now. I'm just like, like, we got everybody, we have to get out and vote. Because the way this joker is acting about, even what he said last night on Twitter, like, his abuse sucks. Yeah, about the thugs, which is from another, from, I forgot, something that happened from another governor from the 60s that used the same language um, for another riot that was happening back in the uh, civil rights movement. It's just aggravating to wake up every day. And like on top of COVID, like this is just another pandemic. This has already been a pandemic. It's two pandemics at once. It's two two pandemics at once. It's all this trauma. It's like, when things go back to whatever they go back to, because I'm not even going to say normal. Like, we're going to have, we still going to be recovering this other, la- we trying to recover from slavery, like, still. Like, and now here we go on top of this, like, we are in a constant state of trying to recover all yeah. these things. And like, we're in a space where, you know, people are just getting to, like, naming that they have mental health issues and need to go to therapy. And here we go with this extra layer from the, the world that we live in it's just like how are we supposed to we will move forward, but like it's another thing on us that we have to deal with. And if everyone around us is not in support of that, this is why this stuff keeps happening. Yikes. Oh, I just saw a note that at least seventy two percent uh I mean seventy two percent, at least seventy two uh not percent, seventy two African Americans have died at the hands of police. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. in two thousand twenty. And I don't remember hearing about seventy two of them. And that's wild in two thousand twenty because it is only it's May. We're only we're not even officially halfway through the year yet. It's just May. That is I wild. it's insane. So I have been today. I was just like, a lot of times I just channel things like by listening to music. So I was like, I'm about to make like a black ass powerful playlist, right? And thinking about all these songs that either Nina Simone wrote, um, Sam Cooke, all these songs about all these killings and these songs from like the 60s back, 70s, 80s. And here we are, they're still relevant. It is like mind boggling to listen this um, Gregory Porter um, and it's, it's sort of, I don't know how this became like a house song, but the song is called 1960 What? And the second verse of the song literally talks about a man going into a liquor store and he comes out and has to deal with the police. I was listening to it last night and I was like, this is insane that all this stuff is still relevant. Yeah. And then for people, and then I do this and I don't know why I do this. It is therapeutic in a weird way, but I will often read the comments of like so let's say donald trump tweet that he did with the thugs i will like read the comments um and most of the comments come from people who like share some of his like sentiments or agree with him and like i really end up going through some of these people profiles and i'm just like i want to be like why are you like this (laughs) like it is so to just like hate somebody that you don't at the core of it that you don't even know 
and like again hate is taught because I'm, I'm sure everyone has seen like the um the studies like the psychology studies of like you know take a black kid take a white kid like when they're super super young and you put them in a the room and they like they don't see color like like lit i mean they see color because they have eye they're not colorblind but like a kid is a kid like that's another kid that i want to play with that looks like my size i want to play with them like the hate is only taught hate is taught and it's just like how can you how can you literally teach somebody um to hate somebody that they don't even know it reminds me of a movie i think it was the last movie i saw before covid um i don't remember the name of it but uh forrest whitaker was in it and it was like based off a true story of a clansman uh forrest whitaker played a pastor i think he was in alabama and it was like there was clansmen there and like a clansman um basically he got kicked out the clan and um he basically became friends with Forrest Whitaker and his black family. But like the root of it was like, they hadn't met each other, but the Klansmen just like automatically hated, like just clearly just hated black people for no reason, but they were able to like paint a pretty, a pretty picture afterward. But um, it's just jumped up. Like I just, I, I like, I just don't get it. Like I just seriously don't get it. Like <laughs> it's crazy. And just people's comments, are, people be saying some wild comments. Like I saw someone who was like, um, when Trump used the word thug, I saw a lot of people say that like Donald Trump spelled nigga wrong. Like it, it. I was just like, yo, people. Yeah, it's surprised. People, you know, so people true, true colors showing up. Always, always, and like people saying all lives matter. I've seen people who be like, no, God. Even celebrities like y'all know I love Chelsea Handler, and she mm-hmm. like she is like on this new woman journey. Like Donald Trump winning the election really tore her up so she's been it seems like she's been doing like some self-actualization and like really accepting that she has privilege privilege and is talking Doesn't about she it have a show on netflix about that she did i think i know she did a podcast i was listening i listened to the podcast when i visited Rhea in la a lot but like she found a therapist that she really liked he was like a psychiatrist a psychiatrist not a psychologist mm-hmm. or a social worker but she like because she really specifically wanted a psychiatrist um mm-hmm. and like he got her to like open up because if you know about Chelsea Handler, she had like a like a really hard or very like yeah a really mm-hmm. hard time like when her mom died and her brother died mm-hmm. and like it just sort of like shaped who she was but she was like really bottled up so it's like the therapist got her to like open up um but she's also sort of been using like her privilege and her place to like call people out so it's like she's been calling like other white women out all these things that she like posted she essentially posted like when this happened it was like this needs to stop and calling out other white people and like and she used a hashtag black black lives matter and mm-hmm. there were so many people who were, like chelsea i'm just really disappointed in you all That's lives crazy. matter like what what happened was terrible but you, you can't say black lives matter all life matters and i'm like if you if you bring that argument up you are missing the point point <laughs> like check you your missing, privilege you are truly missing the point like blue lives matter like i put up the police after I um after like all this happened and if it's like nobody jumped in my DMs but I was like I hope people understand that I literally do not mean fuck every single cop I mean fuck the organization of the police because Mm -hmm. it's like traditionally and systematically racism I had two uncles that were cops Mm -hmm. like one the one is retired one have been retired a long time one just retired I like of course would wish that nothing happened to them and like we do need police officers to protect and serve and keep orders but we can't have bad apples and i understand that this may or may not be the majority of police officers doing this but 
and I don't sort of mark every cop I don't see. I'm gonna be like, oh, he's racist. He's gonna put me in a headlock because I'm I'm not gonna just choose to live my life that way. But like as an establishment, it's for sure fuck the police because because yeah. the police is already all has always been fuck the black people. Even so it's for um, sure fuck the police. they arrested a news reporter um, so, yeah. on CNN that was on live. Um, he's I think black and Hispanic. Um, and they he told him his credentials, and they still arrested him. And they said he had his badges on. Then even now, the White House is now on lockdown due to protests because D.C. has started protesting. Um, and now you can see all the people by the White House. So the White House is on a lockdown because people are protesting, which is, you know, at this point. Press on. Just do what y'all got to do. Press on. Yeah, that, that is, that's all we can do. There's now protests have broke out around the country. And I just, you know, we got to protest, but I also want people to be safe, too. I want people to be safe. Yeah. yeah, I do want people to be safe. Um, I will say this again, if you are a black person and you have the ability to get your gun license and to purchase a gun, mm-hmm. you should do so um, because you just never know. And if white people can exercise that right, so can you. And, and you know, I'm American, but I am not a constitutionalist. But if these white people can use these amendments to say what they mm-hmm. need to see and justify their actions, you should do it too. And I bet you we probably see more gun control laws if, if they see an influx of African-Americans or people of color getting guns. I of bet course. you. Buy your guns, get your gun of licenses, course. and get your guns. Of course, if you can get them. If you, you know, did time and got convicted, there's rules around that. I know certain, um, if you live in certain housing situations or, like, if you're in, like, mm-hmm. low-income housing, I know you're not allowed to have a gun. But, like, if those things don't apply, apply to you, get you a gun. Get you a gun, get it legally, and get it the right way. Learn how to use it and get you a gun. That's all I got to say about that. Um, that's that. And that's that. Um, what else do we have to talk about? We have anything else that's I pressing? Mean, no, I mean, we just covered, this is where we at. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, this, 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 this is the state of the world, and like, we just got to keep pressing on who knows what's going to happen, what's going to happen by the time we record next. Um, yeah. But I think people, you just got to stay informed. And take um, care of yourself. Yep. You need to take a break away from the media and the news, just like coronavirus. Just because you are black and it is happening to black people, I do want y'all to like be informed and know what's happening, but don't feel like you need to soak in everything 100% of the time because you yeah. need to protect your mental space. Yeah. Um, so step away from tablets, computers, cell phones, news. Yeah. Watch some Proud Family. Watch there, the if you guys are looking for just some space um, therapy for black girls, um, there's a post about how to step away. Then she also has a list. There's been several podcasts in this past year and uh, last year where she's talked about dealing with these issues and the trauma. There are about seven podcast episodes on therapy for black girls. She just reposted them um, this week on how to like internalize this and process it and what you can do that is also a space for you um to find a therapist also um so there's plenty of places to do and if you you know need there's plenty of hotlines also um this is the last week of mental health month um so there's also a lot plenty of hotlines and spaces for you to um reach out for support um, and we, you know, hope you guys do that. Aaliyah and I are advocates for therapy um, and have been when this week. Um, yeah. So, you know, take your space, um, set boundaries, whether that's from friends and family members. Check people also. Like, don't be afraid check, to do that. Check people. Um, check people and let them know you have boundaries. Um, and it's, it's okay also if you are processing and haven't said anything or responded yet because you are entitled to do that, too. 
Um, so you know, take the space. That's what I'll I'll say is take your space. That sounds like a title. Whatever you whatever you need, take your space um, to take care of yourself and your family and your loved ones in the midst of COVID and everything that's going on um, in the in the black community. Okay, that's what, I don't have nothing else to say after that. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the stop at Central and Halsey. Email us your questions, comments, concerns concerns at the stop at Central and Halsey at uh, gmail.com. We Texas. will text us. Um, can you type the number in for us? Real quick? Yeah, Texas is at 973-957-775. Um, you can text us, text us there if you have any questions or any responses to this podcast also um, in the topics that we discussed. You can hit us there. Um, did you tell them where to follow us, Lily? Yeah, I told them where to follow us. Do not send me no poetry. If you want poetry to happen, you can find Tay Tay's uh, Instagram handle and send her poetry because if you send me poetry, you are getting blocked. Have a great week. Have a great two weeks. Peace. Later.